Hey guys, it's me Deepak. I'm back again to continue talking about anger management by Brittany R. and reading you through my notes. So where we left off yesterday was the discussion of honouring people's anger. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about ultimately today. And again, I make and record these notes in reference to the notes that I took that I feel are pertinent to my life. This isn't an exhaustive summary of anger management 2.0 by Brittany Art, but hopefully it will give you some handle on some of the things that you can think about in developing an anger management framework that can positively impact your life. So this is, and when I think about this, it's in relation to, to, to my to my partnership, my union with, with Daniela. So when you honour other people's anger, don't react. Just hear her out. Listen actively. Listen to the feelings as well as the words and assume that the other person has good intentions. It's really important to listen with neutrality, to listen with curiosity. Put yourself in that other person's place, right? You need to listen with an open mind as well as an open heart. And it is possible to learn from everyone we meet. And it is important that you do take turns to hear each other out, hear the other person out. Do not interrupt because it's important to show and to actively respect the other person's opinion, their feeling and position, irrespective of how you feel. We will do our best to find a solution to deal with the source of our anger. That is the mutual goal that you should set upon. There'll be no blaming, no threats, no low blows, no attacks, no threats, no diversions, no exploitative tactics, no manipulation, no intimidation, never an excuse for pushing, for hitting. It's like the rules of boxing. You will have a heated discussion, but it does have to be a fair fight. And the end result needs to be a draw where everyone comes out as the victor. So if you've got a challenge and you can't talk about it now, then schedule a time when both of you can discuss it. And make sure that you stick to one issue at a time. Stay in the present. Don't move to the past. Do not tell someone else how he or she is meant to be feeling. And do not allow your fights to drag on. You can commit to a 30-minute time limit. And then either ultimately reschedule or ideally you've resolved it within that period. The other things to consider is that generally speaking, apologies are huge, okay? And it's important to tell the other person that you respect them and that you care for their feelings. So do think about this and honour other people's anger. If you're dealing with someone who's got an aggressive anger style, so whether that's in business or in partnerships, if you're dealing with someone who's got an aggressive anger style, here's some strategies that you can use to manage that effectively. So the first thing is calm down. Take a deep breath. Lower your voice to de-escalate the situation. So if someone's shouting, do not try and speak louder than them because that will cause escalation. But if you speak more calmly at a decibel or a few decibels lower, but not significantly so, so it feels natural, they'll naturally need to lower their voice because otherwise they will not be able to hear you if they're talking over you. And also that will be the, the, the direction in which you'll take the actual conversation. And you need to do it two or three times to make sure that it has its effect. But lower your voice to de-escalate. 
The next thing is to not take it personally. So you should never take these types of arguments personally in the moment. Do not cry because it can diminish you. Do not yell because it can demean the other person. And do not stay if it becomes abusive. Eruptors, people that ultimately are unable to say why they are angry or why they are unhappy are something to be mindful of. So these are the elements that you can consider when you're dealing with someone who's got an aggressive anger style. If you're dealing with blamers now, then with a blamer, and a blamer is someone who always blames you or always blames the situation or the person, do not defend yourself because there's no point with a blamer. Do not deny because they'll always have reasons. Do not counterattack because they will ultimately just respond further still. Do not withdraw because that will assume guilt. The important thing is to remain neutral and ultimately paraphrase what the other person is saying. So if someone says, oh, Deepak, you'll always get it wrong, you could say, okay, Frank, what I'm hearing is, what I think I'm hearing is that you feel I'm I'm always getting it wrong. Is that is that right? And they'd say, yes, or Deepak, stop saying what I'm saying. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm just trying to understand, like, what do you mean? And, and and as you can see, remain neutral. Do not do not do not defend, do not deny, do not counterattack, do not withdraw, remain neutral. If you're dealing with a passive anger style, this is a bit more challenging because this person isn't likely to actually tell you what they think. But it's important in these situations to let them know it's okay to talk. Encourage them to talk, in fact. And when they do talk, it's important that you listen and do not react. Do not get angry, okay? This person has challenges with expressing ultimately their anger because they feel vulnerable. So you need to respect them and where necessary apologize and know and tell them it's okay to be angry and reflect that in your behavior. Do not respond with hostility at any cost, okay? Do not because that will cause them to shut down. If you've got the someone who's going you know, through the apology ploy, they're apologizing, saying, oh, don't worry, I'm just being silly. It's important that you encourage them to talk about what's angry or what's angering them. You're dealing with someone who brushes things off. It's important to, again, bring them back to the conversation at hand. And the forget about it ploy, again, only serves to not serve the actual anger. So it's important you coax the anger out without actually judging this person. Okay. Now, there is a big section on forgiveness. And it's a part of the book that I felt I didn't have a challenge with as much. So my notes on this are very brief, but ultimately it's important to know that forgiveness and the book goes into detail about, you know, about issues of rape, issues of murder, about issues of, of course, more ordinary conflict and many more things besides that. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is not accepting. Forgiveness is shown as being different from excusing somebody. Forgiving versus being neutral about something. And forgiving versus justifying, saying that it's okay. These are all different things, okay? So it's important that we know that when we think about forgiveness. Ultimately, from conflict, the end goal always, remember, is to seek and negotiate happy outcomes from conflict. That is the ultimate end goal, okay? And 
finding resolutions from true conflict, it takes time. Okay, there's a fundamental challenge that you have within an ongoing relationship, and it's relation. It's related to character. Then finding, you know, a compromise or a true solution sometimes does take time. So you need to step back and just relax a while, rise above the normal urge to fight or to attack. And practice your actual reactions properly, okay? Because it's difficult to move away from your biological predetermined response. So therefore, it does require practice. And remember, as we speak about that, that you're moving from impulsive actions to learned actions, okay? You're moving from impulsive actions to learned actions. So this is going to take time, and it means you need to unlearn ultimately your default behavior. So you've got to practice, guys. You absolutely, absolutely got to practice. So now we're going to talk about ultimately something called PMR. So we're moving on to the relaxation, mindfulness, and meditation section of the anger management book now. And PMR refers to progressive muscle relaxation. So some 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 strategies to get PMR working for you: turn the light off, be in a relaxed environment, turn your phone off. Focus upon laying down, feeling relaxed. Slow your breathing. Slowly tense a muscle group, and then relax it one muscle group at a time. So the muscles in your quads, the muscles in your calves. You could curl your toes. You could clench your buttocks. You could squeeze your stomach one at a time, and then relax. Ultimately, because you want to practice the art of actually being able to progressively relax your muscles. Now, you could try this for thirty minutes, okay? And you should, over time, learn voluntary relaxation. Because if you notice during a fight or flight response, when you've got the adrenaline and cortisol flooding through your body, then your body will tense up, okay? And it's important to be able to unwind yourself, and that's what this is going to teach you. So <clears throat> that's that part there. Then you've got mindfulness and meditation, something you may be familiar with.、Um, that's also a possibility, and that's fundamentally awareness of your outer life. So I look at my toes as I'm walking on in my flip flops in West Brompton Cemetery. I am noticing the phone that I've got. In my hand that I'm recording my voice into, I'm noticing the itching on my nose. So this is an example of an awareness of your outer life. Okay, and it's important you focus upon all of the senses. So that was my eyes. I could also say that I notice the warm glow of the tea cup in my hand. I notice how the wind feels on my actual toes as I'm walking through the cemetery. I can smell. The smell of can't smell anything to be honest with you, <laughs> but I can smell the, the 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 scent of cold air. I can hear the birds. So this kind of thing is 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 a great way to to ultimately distract or to relax you. So it's、uh, being able to notice and name everything around you with no judgment. Okay, and that also then applies to the thoughts in your mind. Just watch them come and go without judgment. And that can and is a powerful, powerful relaxant. So, the next element is being fully present with your spouse. Okay, so when you get used to someone, 
you tend to anticipate what they're going to say and then you stop listening, okay? And that's something that I've done ultimately. So it's really important that you focus on what they're going to say and being active as a listener. So actively listen. Only when you respond insightfully is it actually clear that you're listening because otherwise it's it's not clear and you need to listen every time like it's the first time you're listening to them, okay? So you need to listen every time like it's the first time you're listening to them and this requires an ongoing reminder in your mind. It requires ongoing practice, but in this way you can be fully present with your spouse and listen to what they have to say, okay? As we continue with mindfulness, there's also body mindfulness, okay? So listen to your body and adjust it, but only once you're mindful of what is being said, okay? Are you happy? Are you hungry? Are you sad? Are you tired? Are you nervous? Are you sleepy? What is it that your body's actually telling you? Listen to your body and adjust accordingly, okay? So when you as we continue with meditating, when you focus upon a sound or a mantra, it helps you with the allowing of thoughts to float float by, okay? So thoughts are not reality, as we discussed, they're a reflection of reality. And then by focusing on a sound, such as within Buddhist and Hindu prayer, you might use the word Aum. This ultimately helps you allow your thoughts to float by. So in this way, you become actually a, a witness to your mind. And in, in Buddhist teaching, they would consider this to be, for example, the monkey mind. You know, When we fall prey to the monkey mind, we act based upon the random impulses and thoughts and feelings we've got in our head. And it's important to a- obtain mastery over them where some of these thoughts are harmful. So being a witness to your mind and being more calculative with your mind is, 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 is really, really important, okay? And then you've got the slow, simple act of diaphragmatic breathing, okay? So diaphragmatic breathing is just below your rib cage. You've got your diaphragm. It's kind of a stretchy muscle and you can breathe in but focus upon expanding your actual rib cage without pushing your belly out, your belly should actually go in. And diaphragmatic breathing, your diaphragm, is is, is very good for actual relaxation, okay? There's also spending time in nature, okay? So I'm, as I mentioned, in West Brompton, and it's a cemetery, but there's, there's lots of greenery here, a lot for the city of London, and that's relaxing, okay? So spending time in nature is relaxing. Water itself also has relaxing properties. So taking a shower or bathing is a good way to actually relax. You've heard it with sea salts, etc. So these are strategies that you can employ to help yourself manage and dissipate anger. Okay. And also to, I should add, manage and dissipate stress. So if you don't get angry, but you are stressed, I'm stressed a lot more than I am angry. Then the shower and the bathing is great. Spending time in nature is great. And then also the diaphragmatic breathing is probably also pretty effective as well. So ultimately, these mindfulness, meditation and relaxation techniques are all designed to slow down your angry thinking, to slow down your angry thinking so your responses actually come 
from your logical center rather than your emotional center. And that's what we're trying to change here, okay? And then you can ask yourself, what can I learn from this experience? Why did I get angry? What do I need to let go of my anger? And within that, you can practice feeling statements, okay? Feeling statements are a lot more effective than accusatory statements, okay? So I'm feeling, I felt when, I felt good when, focus upon the emotion you felt, okay? And just say, I'm hurt, I'm frustrated, I enjoy, I really would like to. So don't generalize. I'm always, is a generalization. Don't make sweeping statements. You're so stupid. Don't use you. Just use I. I feel. I felt good when. I enjoy. I really would like to. This is how I feel. I'd really like it if we could. So the essential elements are, number one, this is how I feel. Number two, this is the behavior I don't like, I didn't like. And number three, this is what I would like instead. Now I am going past a, uh, some tree cutting, so hopefully you can hear me. I was going to stop, but, but I won't. <laughs> so, 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 so as we continue, it's important that you practice assertion. So assertive, being assertive is being firm in what you want, but ultimately still looking for an outcome that actually serves everybody, Okay. Being firm in what you want and looking for an outcome that serves everybody. And some people, by the way, just like to push your buttons. You know, my brother at times just enjoys trying to wind people up, as he says. So it's important to be mindful of that. And the simple act of take a deep breath before responding can help the difference between you saying something you regret and saying something more rational, okay? And working out can also help minimize anger. So if you've got a lot of pent-up energy, then training is definitely a good for you. And ultimately, it's important you constantly stay accountable for your actions, even when you get emotional and the other person is the cause of it. So they are the end of my notes from Anger Management 2.0. It's, yeah, it's been an incredible book. I mean, I, you know, I've never studied how to deal with ultimately the anger emotion in such depth and it's definitely given me such a positive framework for how to cope with it so yeah i hope that this has been useful for you guys and i will be doing one of these every time i finish a book so um there's a couple of books i want to do them for so thanks again see you soon